1: It's fine. It's going to be fine. it's fine. It's, it's going to be fine.
2: It's
1: fine. What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation you're listening to Spoiler Alert. I am your host Johnny Destructo. With me this week is No.
2: <laughs> Hi. How's it going? It's good. Yeah.
1: Also joining us this week, Brian. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey,
0: hey. hey. Oh. We missed you last week. Yes, thank you. I missed you guys.
2: Oh Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Hmm. I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, we're here to discuss this week's comic books. We are at 4327 Main Street, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It's my little comic book shop, and we record here live every Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And uh we talk about this week's comics which we're about to do as soon as I get to the email which we received cuz we got letters. We got letter. Oh, we got lots and lots and just just one just letter. Just one letter. Kind of really fucks up the the rhythm of the song. When there's we
2: not two why, different when I songs. Talk, when I talk yeah. responder yeah. when <laughs> there's no more than one. What? What What? what fucks with
0: the rhythm? Like
1: we got because it's we got lots and lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. letters. It removes
0: a lot of it if you can't say the word lots. We
1: got one and one and one (laughs) and one one of letter. It doesn't really have the same.
2: (laughs) Single, single, single,
1: (laughs) single letter. Uh, There we go. Speaking of single letter, (laughs) Uh, attention, Johnny Destructo, this is for spoiler alert in all caps. Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight says, Hey, guys, not much to say, and you might have already recorded, or you might not record at all this week since tomorrow is a holiday, but let me remind you that tomorrow is the holiday and not today, Sunday. So what's your excuse? I don't even have (laughs) anything to say, really, except that I am on the verge of dropping Detective Comics, especially since it's no longer a team book. I only picked it up because of the team James Tinian threw together. Now that it's been a solo title for months... I probably should drop it. If Bendis took over and his team from Event Leviathan was there for a while, I would stick around. Christine Saucy, good night. You dropped Detective, did you not? No. Yeah,
2: three issues in, I dropped it. Uh, uh, no. I was not very happy with it.
0: Although we have been saying essentially what he was saying, that if Bendis, who is writing Batman Universe, was writing Batman, then yeah. we would like that. And I, would uh, well, it. it sounds yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. just
2: yeah. like... I I know that that um, Saint Saucy has a tenuous relationship at best with the big two comics for the yeah. most part, mm. but he seems to like team books. Mm-hmm. So mm. I mean, if you just want to make your detective team book, don't you don't want to read Detective anymore? Yeah, mm. like just read whatever team. Batman's read Teen on. Titans. It's gonna be an Outsiders read or something. Teens, yeah, Teen right. Titans Outsiders, so Outsiders, Outsiders right Justice yeah. League, yeah. Um, which is wonky as hell. Issue thirty was really fun this week. Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah.
1: We're not going to review that.
2: No, we're not. But that, uh, that was your review. Short review. We did it. It was wonky as well. it was the same. It was the same as it's been. Wonky as shit.
1: Um, thank you so much, Christopher St. Saucy. goodnight for writing us in. If anybody out there wants to write us in, you can do so by emailing coltpopgo at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at coltpopgo.com. Click on the bright red banner and leave us a voicemail. I keep telling people to do it. You should do it. I love it. I, well, I,
2: it's we, there for a reason. We only have one listener.
1: That's true. No, that's not true. You know, I made a joke on Instagram. Uh, if you remember from last episode, I said that a unknown listener messaged me versus uh, through Instagram. Um, he it kept going, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it because uh, it was nice. I had made a joke about how he doesn't write in enough. I was making a joke. Hmm. I'm trying to get trying to get people to write in. Yeah, get off their their rumpuses. Tufts. Yeah, yeah, their tufts. <laughs> um, and uh, he said, what does he say? He said, dude, you say that, but I was listening when you opened up about testicular cancer, when you went through heartbreak, got shit canned from your job, you got married, and struggled with pa- crippling panic attacks. I didn't write in, but I was listening. Hmm. So part of me was like, oh yeah, I guess I, guess I have said all that on the air. Hmm. Uh, I'm a very open person. Hmm. But even then, I was like, that guy knows a lot about me. It's true. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's like a little creepy, huh. but you also put very, it sweet. It's very yeah. sweet. It's it is very sweet. It's my fault. sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It knows where you,
2: where you work, too.
1: Well, yeah. All, That's true. Everyone you, knows where you You announce work it every time. time. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> and when we're recording.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you should keep an eye on the door. Yeah, hey. yeah. <laughs> lock, lock the doors. It's Sunday. Um, <laughs> so anyway,
2: it was, but, it was just nice. We already recorded this by the time you listen. I will double back on that, because JD did show me that that string and i was like oh you sound like a genuinely good dude right in and and i hope that you know even as the like we talked about it last week you having like a stable of friends of guests that just kind of do the show with you i i right in and i hope that you're still entertained even though it changes
1: aren't here anymore yeah yeah
0: Yeah. i do have brian and Noel. it's true it's true and i also thought that was a really sweet and nice message if that wasn't uh you know if we all didn't weigh in do on guys, it. Now, now it has to been take done.
2: A second to like virtually hug this gentleman. Just yeah. Or oh, all positive a big squeeze? Just, everybody's just like Urgh!
1: That's the noise I make when I virtually <laughs> hug people. It's really I mean, aggressive.
0: <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like that in real life at all. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: also I should yes. mention he said something very nice to you because uh, oh, there yeah. was like a backhanded compliment. Uh, wherein he said, Noel and I can be very manic when right. we're by ourselves." What's he talking about? Which it's <laughs> not in, uh, incorrect. Uh, and he said that you are a nice balance. You yeah, I thought nice it was balance. pretty front-handed. Yeah, to me. To you. Yeah, we got the back end. You got the front end. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank
0: you. Uh, th- yeah, that was awesome too. Thanks,
1: unknown listener. Who you let's are. let's hmm. let's get on with the show, shall we? This is a show. Absolute we're- Carnage, number two. Written by Donny Cates with art by Ryan Stegman. Uh, I believe, I don't want to speak for all of us, but I'm about to, I believe we all really liked the first issue. Yes? I very much
0: did. Yeah. yeah. I didn't read it, but I had oh, nothing f- against it. God damn it. I was I, I've been reading Venom
2: since Donny Cates took over. This yeah. is just kind of more of the same. Just kind of world building and fun and creepy and gross. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, mm-hmm. That's Next it. Book. All right.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've done it. We've done it. Brian, since you did not read Absolute Carnage number one, what did you think of Absolute Carnage number two?
0: Uh, I thought the exact same about it. I didn't read this one. Oh, either. Come <laughs> on. really? Why didn't yeah, you read it? I didn't read the first one. That's
2: why you didn't read it?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that had a lot to do with it. <laughs>
2: <Wow>. <laughs> Why would not knowing the beginning of a story
0: deter you from continuing the story? You know, oh. when you ask it that way, God damn, man, I have a reason at all.
2: God all right, we, let's get into it. Like no, um, you get out. Let's get no. This is let's no get time. Into this. Here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna manically describe what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's it's hard to uh, we we hit all the all the high points in the last issue. This is a really really fun book. Yeah, it's it's watching like a, a big budget B movie, a B horror movie mm-hmm. with intellectual property that you're familiar with. It's just it's it's gross. It's slimy. It's incredibly well drawn. It's just action packed and. It's the second issue of five, meaning that we're still in the middle of the stakes being raised. Mm-hmm. So by the end of this issue, even more fucked up shit happens to our main characters. And yeah. we're just kind of waiting for the next hammer to drop. And I'm sure by issue five there'll be some sort of big old crazy battle in the sky with a giant dragon. Because honestly, that's kind of where this is it's going to ha- like yeah, giant right, dragons yeah. and, and carnage the monsters. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um if I had to pick a movie that this feels like, uh, I would say James Gunn's Slither.
2: Yeah, with a bigger budget, much Actually, bigger budget. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I this is it's got this that cosmic feel too, though. Like if we just took all of James Gunn's movies, put them and together, blended them all together. That's what this is. Yeah, like yeah. Slither with Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of Galaxies, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I think this is a bucket of fun. I don't yeah. really, I haven't cared about Carnage in quite a long time, and. Uh, I still think that this is very creepy and a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I mean aside yeah. from an action figure when I was like 8 or 9, I don't think I really ever cared about Carnage.
1: What I don't quite understand is what's going on with Norman Osborn. He doesn't oh. realize he's Norman Osborn. He thinks he's Cletus Cassidy.
2: Okay, so after I you you read most of the Dance Lot run, I was in and out the Red Goblin. Yeah, yeah, but I don't remember him thinking he was Cletus Cassidy. I think at the end of it, like his brain was gone, oh. and he thought that he was Cletus as opposed oh. to Norman. Like that was the, one of those like
1: post credit sequence type things, yeah. which I don't remember.
0: It was in so. like the symbiote's imprint kind mm, yeah. of? Yeah, I guess the codex him.
1: that left behind the Carnage mm. left behind yeah. the codex, which is what Carnage is now going through. It's a microscopic leaving, if you will, mm. that a symbiote. Um, uh, leaves behind
0: hmm.
1: uh, after he leaves your uh, body. Like yeah. a trace. Yes.
0: Kinda. This was, yeah,
2: yeah. Th- that plot point uh, felt like another one of those things that happened that Donny Cates kind of just picked up and ran with. Mm-hmm. Like, for slots run, it was just a way of taking Norman Osmond off the, Norman Osborn, Norman Osmond yeah. from the Osmond yeah, yeah. brothers and sisters. <laughs> In the Marvel universe, uh, yeah. there are three Um siblings. Off the board for a couple of months or years, uh, and Donny Cates just kind of took it the other direction of yeah. using him for this. Which is cool. Also, his son, Normie Osborne, mm-hmm. is, uh did have the symbiote on him also, so he's needed for Codex. Oh, that's the right. Codex. That's yeah.
1: right. I forgot about that. So, yeah. Well, we'll get lots to that of, later. Lots of peril. With Venom. Yeah. And well, you know what? The nice thing about this crossover is... There's a scene in here that deals with the maker, who is the ultimate evil version of Reed Richards. So awesome. And he is has been in... He's, what? They put him in charge of watching the children? All right, fine. Uh, but there's like a sequence that's going on here where Eddie Brock calls the maker to check on his kid who thinks that he is the brother Mm -hmm. of Eddie Brock. And, uh, there's a nice little moment in there that ties directly into this week's venom as well. So I always like when there's that interconnectivity within the comics that are involved, the comic series themselves. I like that. Does that ever bother you? Like reading a scene in one book and then reading the same scene in another book?
2: Uh, no, as long as there's a purpose for it. There's, there's been some times when it's happened where it's just like, Oh, you didn't, you didn't want to draw that page. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but for the most part, I like it when they're interconnected. The only times that it's really bugged me is when, like, heavy plot point things happen elsewhere. So, yeah. like, mm. um, during War of Realms, the last issue – I think it was fourteen issue 14 of Thor mm-hmm. happened the same – or it came out the same day as issue 6 yeah. of War of, War of Realms. Realms. And all of Thor was – the final battle in War of Realms that I hadn't read yet. Ah. Like, it happened around oh, yeah. the final battle. And I was like, oh, well, I guess all these people are in it. Yeah. I should have read the other one first. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> there have been times where an event will be going on, and the main title of that event will have a scene happen with certain dialogue. And then I'll read the tie-in issue, mm-hmm. and the exact same scene is there, but all the dialogue is wrong. Yeah. it's like an approximation Yeah, um, it's a little bit of uh, Kurosawa's Ran where it's just like yeah. eh, it's slightly off uh, and so I'm like Can't, really you guys couldn't just copy and paste the text bubbles you had to write a whole new I mean
2: you, you fucked it up likely too it would have been the same editor yeah right <laughs> like just, stuff ex- like that
1: seems lazy to me
0: I like it though when you see it um, like it, whether it's an event or not sometimes it's just a crossover between two mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. tunnels Yeah, and you see it from the different vantage points you know if it's mm-hmm. like Iron Man and Captain America in the Iron Man book, you see the scene from just the point of view of yeah. Iron Man, or with him as the central character. I always thought that was a cool extension of the shared universe. Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, and the shared universes are are awesome. Yeah, that's I mean the, that's uh, the kind the of most of the fun of comics for yeah, me yeah, is yeah, the yeah, shared yeah. universe. Yeah.
1: So let's see what happens in this. Noel, basically where we left off last time. I'll start you off. Is <laughs> they were at the they were at the wasn't it wasn't the raft, but it's. Oh
2: it's it's that a
1: Supermax of some sort yeah, where they were keeping Norman it, Osborn.
2: It's an it's an Arkham Asylum stand-in for yeah. the most part like for uh criminally insane. Um and carnage or they're they're going to get Norman Osborn in order to test uh the Codex machine on him. So the Codex
1: machine which has been created by the maker,
2: the maker Evil Reed Richards. Um so the idea is we're not going to just put it on uh, the kids first to, to find out if we could pull mm-hmm. the codex out because it might kill them. So we're going to have to find a willing participant who, blah, 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 blah. Norman Osborn is in, in prison. So yeah. they went to the prison to go get him. Uh-oh, Carnage had the same idea. So he shows up and mm-hmm. is infecting literally every single prisoner. So it's this army of Carnage zombies attacking both uh, Spider-Man and Venom.
1: Now, my only problem with that is we have Peter Parker here and we have a machine that will take supposedly safely take the Kodaks out of your system without killing you. Mm -hmm. And their decision is for Peter not to do it, but for them to go get another human being to test this machine out on, and that person is Norman Osborn. I do not think, and maybe there was something that explained this in the last issue that I've forgotten, I don't think Peter would do that. I think Peter would just be like, well, it's me, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go in. He would not take, even if it's Norman, Right. The the yeah. one thorn in his side since he was 16 years old, um, he even he would not allow him in, in to take that risk. I don't remember if it was addressed
2: in the last issue. It yeah. was just like it was it was one of those. It was like a I think it was like a smash cut style scene where it was yeah. just like, I have the perfect idea. And it was yeah. like Brock. I don't and then I don't do you guys Do you buy it? What do you feel? I have not thought about it until this moment. I don't feel anything about it. It's yeah. just a plot like it was just the plot moved so fast in that first issue because it was like 60 pages. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't. Spend a second to think about it. Yeah. What if they were uh, just automatically there again?
0: He he could be convinced, I think, to do it because uh, I agree with you. He probably wouldn't let somebody else take the risk unless he is necessary for whatever they're doing. You know, whatever's like, next, right? Like, no, yeah. Peter, we You know, we need you around to do this or that, yeah. and we can't have you like convalescing or mm. or what have you. Yeah, but it's, it felt
1: like that. a strange character beat that I don't quite yeah, buy. Yeah, yeah. But everything else is so fun that I'm willing to go. Okay, it's mm. fine. Mm. You know. But um, and then by the end, where we leave off Uh, the kids, right? Or. Well, OK. Oh, that's right. So we also get Scorpion, who has a codex because he at some point had the Venom oh, yeah, symbiote. Game. And Venom picks up I- <laughs> this scene made me laugh. It was, uh, it was pretty brutal. So Scorpion and Miles Morales are fighting all of these carnage zombies, which we'll call I assume
2: them. is happening in another book. Yes, in the
1: Absolute Carnage Miles Morales miniseries. It's a three-issue. And Scorpion is there fighting these guys with Miles. And then, of course, Scorpion being Scorpion is like, peace, kid, (laughs) I don't know you, I don't care. Um, And so he runs off, and then he runs directly into Eddie Brock Venom, who picks up Scorpion and throws him back into the fight, like, no, you're not leaving, (laughs) you're going to go. But he throws him back into the arms of Carnage.
2: Yeah, it it was... It was it a, literally just hmm. tosses him
1: directly into the arms of Carnage and then goes, Oh, wait, whoops. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a
2: straight up dumb move. So he gets stabbed in the back, can't move, mm-hmm. and Miles Morales tries to save him, does, but ends up getting infected. infected. Yeah. So, like, the cliffhanger of this book is that Miles Morales is now infected with Carnage symbiote. Yeah, That's yeah. That's not yeah. good. But and I he's just never had a symbiote before, too, right?
1: Not, no. No, yeah, he's just he's innocent in this until now. Um, presumably,
0: the symbiote from his home universe would not count because it was created in a different way. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, uh, yeah sp- because that was, was uh, te- that was a little bit of technology. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was yeah, yeah, a yeah. Cancer cure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought it was funny that Venom literally threw him into the arms, <laughs> of, like he got him paralyzed. That's his fault. <laughs> okay, um, yes. But yeah, this is a bucket of fun. I like it a lot.
2: The um, I'm not gonna lie, the uh, this and Issue 17 of Venom, which we're going to talk about next, it, they just they merged together. I read Seemlessly. them both. Well, I, I read them both at the same time. At the same time, Con- <laughs> yeah, simultaneously, <laughs> page, right, by page page, yeah. for page, but uh, right back to back from each other. Actually, I think I read Venom number 17 first, and then Absolute Carnage. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did the so, opposite. So it it just kind of it all ended. They're both Donny Cates. The uh, the art from. Actually, just go ahead and introduce it. I mean,
1: All right, so yeah. Venom number seventeen mm-hmm. by Donny Cates and Iban Coelho is yeah. It just ties directly into it.
2: Yeah, and and the um, the art style is very uh, the coloring is different, mm-hmm. but the art style is very similar to what Ryan Segment has been doing on this book. So they really did kind of they fit together very well. Yeah. Um. So it did. It felt like a, just another extended issue, like the first issue of Absolute Carnage was. Mm-hmm. So basically, this
1: issue starts off. Where the second issue of Absolute Carnage starts off is they are in the Supermax trying to fight off all of these Carnage symbiotes. Mm-hmm. And, but then it cuts to the kid.
2: Yeah, it, well, it cuts to the context of that phone call that Eddie made. So Eddie yeah. made that phone call to the maker to check in in Absolute Carnage. Um, what the hell's the kid's name? Uh, Eddie's son?
1: Yeah.
0: So that's his son. That's his son.
1: His son yeah, but yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't know. know he's Eddie's son. Eddie has been telling him he's his big brother.
0: Oh. So cuz I thought that he and the other kid Dylan. were like clones or oh, something.
2: Yeah. Dylan and Normie.
1: Yeah, Norman Who's Normie, Normie is Norman Osborne's grandson.
0: Oh, oh, that's Normie. Oh, okay. Normie yeah. Osborne. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um who would, every time they show him in any of the amazing Spider-Man uh-huh. issues, anytime uh-huh. Normie shows up, he's always just, like, breaking Spider-Man action figures, like, just real menacingly, like, in the background. It's always so weird. Like, this kid does nothing. Who, who keeps buying yeah. him Spider-Man action figures to break? Like, eventually just say, no, you break them all. You're not getting anymore. Yeah, so it's Normie and Dylan is the yeah. Eddie, Eddie Brock's son. Mm. Um, and so, basically, um, the maker, who's... Why is his head so crazy? He's literally a shapeshifter.
2: Oh, um, it was cranial capacity. Like yeah, but he's a shapeshifter. It's to keep his brain that big because he's had to develop it that big. It's it's all he keeps like
0: adding new brain. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, It's a whole thing. Actually, um, this has made me want to go because I I've been I've been reorganizing my shelves, so I came across the first two trades of Ultimate Comics, um, Ultimates. Mm-hmm. Th- that Hickman did, where they introduce the maker. Mm-hmm. It's been making me want to go back and read all that because he was such a cool. It character. was good. the the wor- the f- the future, the world yeah. of the the world of tomorrow, that yeah. that like bubble world that mm-hmm. he created,
1: which uh, felt a lot like um, Grant Morrison's X World or whatever that was called. Do you remember yeah. doing yeah. The New X Men?
0: Uh, can I digress for a second, please? Mm. Well, it's too late. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we've already taken. Us I digressed the already. Into the digression. <laughs> um, Uh, So I see this Reed Richards the maker as sort of did you guys recognize a trend a while back of Marvel turning one uh, like kind of one franchise leader at a time evil Mm -hmm. and then going back uh, they sort of like they characterized Professor X for a while as being like more and more of a jerk Uh, I think Civil War was really when it all kicked off. And, and Iron like, Man was the dick. Yeah, when Iron Man was the dick. And then what was after that? There was. Uh, and then even Reed Richards kind of. Yeah. He was painted more as mm-hmm. like uh, this calculating, mm-hmm. you know, kind of guy who was kind of a dick. What was then? Then uh, Superior Spider Man yeah. was a little bit after yeah. that time. Worldbreaker Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Strange loses his Sorcerer Supreme title because he made a deal with some demon. Yeah, yeah. I think Thor was not. Thor. Did not turn bad at no, any time. No. He was kind of. I don't think he was being published much during this era. Well,
2: he didn't. He it was that was during the uh, fraction fraction run of Thor. Mm. So Matt okay. Fraction took over Thor, and it was all. It was almost all in Asgard, and it was yeah, with yeah, the young yeah. Loki. So it was. Oh, okay. It was essentially just like not even a part of the Marvel Universe for a while. Hmm. Yeah. Until Jason Aaron showed up, Thor had had been off the board. For yeah, a while. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh,
1: that's just you know. Uh, it's it was Marvel's blue period. Yeah, because it was they like <laughs> well, I think was they just get, a certain thing that they were doing for a while. I think it was so successful. And that's yeah.
0: like Civil War was so successful, and it was like, what if the people with these powers were dicks? Yeah, like, yeah. what would that be like? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Hydra Cap also, and then I think what by Hydra Cap it was like, all right, we've done all of them. Everybody, that's yeah. it. You know, um, and although meanwhile Loki was turning well, good during this time.
2: Well, the, it's the um it's just the pendulum swing. So like mm. you had the dark rain and then all of a sudden you had the heroic age and then mm. you had uh Hydra cap and now you've got, uh, you know, like grounded mm. helping kittens out of trees cap. Mm. It's just, it's, Yeah it, yeah, yeah, it goes yeah. up and down, but this, this character has kind of stuck this, um, This maker. Um, Well, because he's not a main universe, right? So he he can be... Yeah, he survived 1616.
0: Like, you can just turn him evil, and he can just stay evil. Yep. And nobody will hunger for the... You know, people aren't going to want the other
2: ones. It wasn't Hickman that made him evil. It was Bendis. Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i got to read
2: that again, too. I think it was, like, Ultimate Comics Doomsday. It was, like, Mm 12-ish. I I miss a lot of those... um, this is a super digression. I'm going to mm. digress from your digression. Oh, a super mm-hmm. digression. Um, Indeed. I do miss a lot of those uh, Ultimate Comics yeah. Um, events. Yeah. They were able to do some weird shit. The Ultimatum? Yeah, Ultimatum was, yeah, like, was nuts. towards yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nuts. absolutely yeah. nuts. And there was, you know, a scene of the blob eating Janet mm-hmm. Van Dyne mm-hmm. just because. Disgusting. Like, uh, also,
0: J. Jonah Jameson being like, That was awesome. Oh, I, Spider-Man is great. You well, know, yeah, that was something they're not going to do in the yeah. main universe either. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Took responsibility for killing the kid. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, I've got to go back and read Ultimate Comics, just in general. Yeah. Some, of, some of those big events yeah, were interesting.
0: Yeah, this is cool stuff.
1: See, what I'm going to do is I'm going to digress from your digression, from his digression. Wow. Back into actually talking about the book. Yeah. So, oh. the Lethal Protectors show up, hmm. and it's a bunch of different... Um is that what the is that what the name of that team is? The Lethal Protectors?
0: No, I don't think so. They were or always bad guys. Oh, they
1: were from Separation Anxiety. That's yeah, yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah. But it's a whole that's a great page. Hmm. There's a whole um
0: The first uh, one, the opening splash page. Yeah, the splash yeah, yeah, page is yeah.
1: great. But um all these other venoms show up. And uh I don't really This is where I had given up on the venom mania that was going on mm-hmm. back in the nineties, where it was like we're just going to create venom after venom after venom. All these different symbiotes. You get a venom. Never. You get a venom. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think they this were. is when I got. Because I wasn't like that into venom. Well, I guess I kind of was, but I thought this was cool. Let's mm. put it that way. Yeah. That I was like, oh, what if there were different offspring and they yeah. each had their own power and, you know, that kind of thing? Well, Which I think is the these, case, right? A
1: couple of these symbiotes showed up in the Venom movie.
0: Oh, do they? Yeah, I have so not Riot- seen that movie. Oh, it's actually yeah. pretty fun. It's not great. I would see it, you know.
2: It's better than people give it credit for. Yeah. Yeah. Because of, of Hardy. Hmm. He's good. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's the whole reason that it's good is because yeah. of him. Yeah. Special
2: effects are great, and he's hmm. great. So
1: basically, uh, all these other symbiotes show up to t- take the kids. And, yeah, and they want to the- get at
2: the kids. And they, they kind of plant the seed that it's Dylan that they're after, not little Norman. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. is that a lie? I don't know. They've been less than honest with I, I don't what? know if it's a little <laughs> lie. <laughs> yeah.
2: But the um the symbiotes are after one if not both of the kids, so it's mm-hmm. just kind of like a race mm-hmm. to protect them, but before Brock can get there, they're actually saved by this sleeper individual who I think is new. I have yeah. no idea who this yeah, is. I don't know who okay, so is. I'm going to It's a I'm cool gonna, look g- though. Before you look yeah. it up, I'm going to yeah. guess hmm. it's Mike Costa I th- it was a it was a, a one shot or or a, a series that just happened earlier this year it was Venom first host
1: oh but I
2: don't know the origin of this character yeah I don't know I don't know who this is yeah. um, but he's got a cool ass
1: design he does I see, I Googled it, and CBR is like, who could it be? And it's like one yeah. of those click-through nine times to right. different pages. <laughs> it to, could be these eight people. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was just because I had fallen off of Venomania back right, in the 90s right. that I didn't know exactly who this was, but I think this is a brand-new character. I think so. And I agree with you, Brian. Very cool look.
0: Yeah. Or yeah. it could be a brand-new character. I'm leaning towards that. Or uh, a pre-existing character, but this mm-hmm. symbiote has a, you know, like Kane was the name that immediately popped in my... I don't think yeah. it is Kane, but you know but, what I okay. mean. Okay. Yeah.
1: he's talking to Dylan, hmm. right?
0: Yeah, and he says, I'm family. I'm family. He do- And that could mean because he has a symbiote, which yeah. is how I initially took it until mm-hmm. just this conversation now when we started wondering who he could yeah. be. Uh, yeah, he could be Norman Osborn. Oh, also, who he's knows?
1: kind of invisible. I yeah.
0: mean, yeah. Harry Osborn. Oh, is he kind of invisible? I miss oh, that. Yeah. Part of
1: his part of his thigh, his upper thigh, is invisible, which and is a standard other...
0: a standard symbiote trick to Yay. be able to. Which do. we have not seen in a long time. It's true. Created, uh, yeah.
2: Venom, created by Mike Costa and Mark Bagley in last year's Venom 165 sleeper. Oh, okay. Symbiote spawned from Venom huh. in the safety of the Alchemex Labs, eluding huh. the Symbiote Task Force, which intended to bond with the newborn creature to Mac Gargan, and make the longtime Spider-Man villain Venom once again. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think. He's related to So the Symbiote
2: um, is the first host, this thing, but whoever that is mm-hmm. piloting uh, it, yeah. I
0: know it and don't know.
1: I'm wondering Molten Man is related to him, isn't he? Is he? Because um He's related to Brock? Well no.
0: Oh, is he Liz Allen's? Oh, I'm somebody? sorry. I'm thinking
1: I'm thinking of um Normie Osborne, yeah, 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 not Dylan. I like, I got confused I'm well, sorry. Well I mean he could
2: well, be well, talking, I mean, talking to Normie. He could just yeah. be talking yeah, yeah. about the the symbiote itself because that's that's, that's a symbiote yeah. that spawned from venom and yeah. if yeah. if that codex is inside of any one of those boys it's like hey we're family. Yeah yeah. Mm. yeah. So, okay. Hmm. I'm it, curious though. Yeah. Hmm. It's a cool it's a cool design. I hope it's just not another it's it's difficult. It, like um, so there's 4,000 spawns of Venom hmm. and or yeah, Carnage. Yeah. They've all got different character designs. Now they've all got like the, the null squirrels on their face. Hmm. I mean, he looks cool, spiral, but yeah. I have no idea if it's going to be anything other than a new action figure. I, yeah. I'm, hmm. I'm kind of excited though. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I was I
0: was
2: like, oh, yeah. who's that? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 He's got green. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's
1: move on to another book from this week.
0: What's that? Oh, from this week. Yeah, this week. We're going to oh, do this week. Sweet.
1: Uh, Batman Superman number one, written by Joshua Williamson with art by David Marquez. Mm. It's mm. a goddamn good-looking book. It mm. is. Uh, it David is. Marquez.
2: Anytime he shows up, I am very excited. Can I Can I start with my preconceived notions about B- this book please. before we I'm talk okay. about I'm how okay it actually it. was? JD you know what? Everybody, what do you think? Um, you're okay with it? I, it's do fine with me. I mean, I guess. I if mean if, if, if listeners... you're okay with it, I'll be okay with it. Well, or do you
0: have a problem? Let's hear it.
2: I mean, we can we can put it to a vote if you want to like pause the show completely. Yeah, that's a good Ask idea. Ask listeners to vote if the, I can. Start
0: oh, and this. then we'll start yeah. up then, again yeah, next, yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just air this part. All right, well,
2: we'll talk at you later. All right, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Tell me why don't you tell me your preconceived um, notions. I was I. Actively, kind of hated on this book. Really? Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh wait, um, these are your preconceived notions. These are my. I had already notions. forgotten. Yeah. That yes.
2: Uh, <laughs> and the book is Batman Superman. The book is right. from this right. week. Batman oh, Superman number week, one yes. by Kevin Williams <laughs> or Kevin
1: yeah, Joshua yeah, yeah, yeah. Williams and David Marquez. Very
2: good. Um,
1: not Kevin Williamson, I, writer diri- writer of Scream. It, yeah. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Not director, just writer. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, coming back in. Here we go. I <laughs> I did not. I was not excited about this book. I was excited about the title. I love David Marquez. Joshua Williamson's hit or miss with me. But this was led in by um, the Batman Who Laughs miniseries. Mm. Um, They're trying to make that character work hard. That series Mm -hmm. left me super cold. It was convoluted and not exciting. And then now you've got this kind of general conceit of he's infected. Members of the DCU and Batman and Superman have to find out who it is. On top of that, Half of this book was spoiled in previews the last like three months in all of DC Comics. Yes. So like this nice great turn at the end of this issue,
0: I already knew it. Yep. Yeah, now, I actually thought that that had already with, happened. No. in a previous comic. Nope. And I was like, oh, this is where that happens.
2: Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So all of that said. Yeah. I was not. I forgot to read this book. I was not excited about it. <laughs> I didn't care. Sat here and read it before we started recording. It's delightful it's great. Mm. it was yeah. good. I really yeah, like yeah, it. despite everything now, it's still delightful.
1: I had the same preconceived Noel shins that you had hey. and um, I decided though that I was more interested in the fact that Joshua Williamson's was writing it and it mm-hmm. wasn't Scott Snyder so I thought okay maybe this will be more approachable than the Scott mm-hmm. Snyder stuff has been of late. And David Marquez had me excited plus I was I did see the Shazam reveal. And I thought, oh, that's neat. I'm curious mm. to see how this is going to shake mm. out. That being said, I did not know that that was going to be Billy Batson at the end. Did you know that the boy yeah. they were going no. to find was going to be Billy? Yeah. No, oh, I not did at all. not know that. That no. was that, a surprise. That, for that, me. Enti-
2: that entire sequence was in oh. previous issues of. Uh, it was it, i'm 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 not i'm not joking preview pages you're not that, the know who laughs was that whole scene <laughs> sequ- preview pages was that entire sequence oh, when I it ends really with it. No, that I'm sucks. billy batson i did not see that yeah.
0: i just saw the splash page same oh. yeah, i saw yeah. like
1: i think on the internet i saw like um just the the very last page of the book where it's shazam yeah who laughs
0: there was see i feel like i saw oh. something that happens right after this also mm. so and everything... i don't know if I, if that's in the mini series
2: on on the digital copy, everything from uh, on the uh, on your digital reader, everything oh. from issue, everything from page sixteen where they get into the back into the Batman Who Laughs cave. Yeah, all of that. All that stuff. All yeah. of this, all the way up to. Where were you seeing this? All the way up to ish, uh, page twenty, where he reveals my name is Billy Billy Batson. Where did you read this? Um, I think it was in an issue of Justice League, and the same week it was in an issue of a Batman title. I hate that. It, yeah. Not like that at all. Yeah. Literally, the entire third act of this twenty issue, pa- uh, twenty issue I- or twenty page issue, yeah, mm-hmm. is S- was, was spoiled, spoiled. two mm-hmm. months ago for me. I hate so this. So I, I was not excited to read. this. I'm
1: glad I did not read that mm-hmm. because I thought the the end reveal was great. When he says, "My name's Billy, Billy Batson," I was like, yeah. "Oh shit! Yeah, you, yeah, you were yeah. here! You heard me go!" Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I thought this was great. I, I think it's picking up from a plot thread that I didn't really care that much about that yeah. Scott Snyder had left. The and Batman think, who laughs. Yeah, j- I, I agree. And yeah, I think yeah. Joshua Williamson is doing a really solid um, moving if, forward.
2: If this is button good, then yeah. I'm, I'm in. Uh, yeah, the button, yeah.
1: and what was the other one? The price.
2: That was uh, that was that was, that was okay. fun. Yeah. That was fun. So. Uh, but you if s- it's if it's like Sage Force, I, I won't, I'm 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 out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is there not a Batman Who Laughs, uh, like, miniseries or something that is Oh, there was a
1: seven-issue miniseries. Oh,
0: but not an upcoming one. No, Scott Scott Snyder and Jock. I do feel like it's weird to do, like, why does that, why was there a miniseries that then is the opening arc to a Batman-Superman run? It just seems like an odd thing to do. Uh I also thought um, it is a common thing sometimes in comics, but uh, why doesn't Perry White know that Batman is a real guy? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Batman I I presume has been on TV. He's been you know, like he yeah. is involved in pretty large events, you know. Uh but it's the oh, kind of thing that they do just because well, they is, want
2: this is um this is the Batman Who Laughs reality. That's true.
1: Oh, that's is a that good right? point. Yeah. yeah. it's revealed um in the first arc that um, that Superman that we're following, that that's Clark Kent yes. is on a different yeah.
2: universe. It oh, that's a, a good point. That was a great yeah. cold open. That was a wonderful week right. yeah. when he yeah, shows yeah, yeah. up yeah. at the uh This book is great. I, I uh, The Watchtower. I, I hope I hope everyone has a much or had last week when they picked this up had a much colder experience um with the with the story mm. with the way the story unfolds. But despite knowing everything that was going to happen in the back half of the book, this was fun. Yeah, I was I really, dug it. really
1: pleasantly mm. surprised and the mm. art is just gorgeous. Uh, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Nah. <mwah>
2: <laughs> I do miss – I miss David. I missed David Marquez. The mm-hmm. last thing I remember him on was uh, Civil War Two.
1: Oh, he was drawing – it was Defenders. It was Brian oh. Michael Bendis's Defenders at Marvel. But uh, that was a while ago as well. Wait, so,
2: did, Has he done some of Avengers? I don't know. I I, I always loved seeing him, but I don't remember the last book that he's on long term. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I thought his stuff was a little stiff when I first noticed him after he picked up from Sarah Pichelli Mm -hmm. doing um, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. But man, his his storytelling is superb. The panel work is really nice. The um, choreography is great. The establishing shots of the bat cave in here. Yeah. Super hyper detailed. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and I'm definitely excited for this. Although, I was excited for the last Batman Superman. It was with Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis.
2: That was good for a little bit.
1: A little bit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that this is able to uh, keep up. Because um, I dropped off of that one pretty quick. So, uh, yeah, I think I was after the like first one. Like, from a while so. ago? The one from yeah. a long time ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 From, like, 10, 15 Pu- years ago? Yeah, the ago? beginning Pu- of that was really cool. Public yeah. Enemies, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Public Enemies, yeah. yeah they yeah, made yeah. A, mil- a movie out of it.
2: Was really
0: good. Oh yeah, animated film. Also, that was I feel that was the first place that I noticed the return of like Silver Age stuff to the Luther at the end of it.
1: The Bat, Superman, Robot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was in there. Luther says a crisis is coming at the Mm -hmm. end of one of the things. Just Batman, Superman, at all. I think Ignition was in the Flash books was happening around Mm -hmm. that time and Rebirth and all that stuff. It was 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 cool. It it was was a cool time in comic books. It was. (laughs) We're old. (laughs)
1: I would argue that this is a good time in comic books. I'm enjoying a lot of stuff right now. I
2: agree.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. We still um, read every week. Yeah. You know what? I'm yeah. enjoying a lot of stuff right now. Excellent. Uh, You'll get no argument for me. Damn it! <laughs> you know. Uh, you know what you do. Uh, classic debate show. <laughs> <laughs> classic debate show. <laughs> Everybody wins.
2: <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> you guys, we should be friends.
1: <laughs> thunder round.
0: Thunder round. You want to do a thunder round? Thunder round. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Batgirl?
1: Let's do a
2: Thunder Round.
0: Let's do it. Okay. Thunder Round. Oh, Batgirl.
2: All right. All right. Oh, I got I to gotta bring up the thing.
0: What thing? What thing are you bring?
2: Oh, you get timed on this. Yeah. You oh, get a buzzer. Right, that thing.
1: Is that what happens, Noel? Tell the yeah. people. Yeah,
2: you get timed. Okay, so we, um, thunder on round. Thunder, rounds, thunder Round, we have 60 seconds to go over a book that came out this week so we can hit as many books as possible. has to stop when the buzzer hits. And, Even if you're mid-sentence? Yeah. Yes. And we're going
1: to... We always adhere um, to it. Brian, <laughs> Brian Lieb is going to do Batgirl 38, written by Cecil Castellucci, with art by Carmine di domenico yes. Who or be- what
0: is the new Oracle, asks the cover.
1: And you will tell us. Yes. Go.
0: Excellent. Uh, that was what most intrigued me about it, was seeing like what they were going to do with the Oracle concept. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was cool. Uh, I liked the idea of what that Oracle is, and it is the program used You know, when Barbara Gordon was doing her Oracle stuff, this was her, like, program or suite of programs that allowed her to be Oracle. And it has come to life. Luther had something to do with it. I think it happened in a previous issue, and I'm not 100% sure. I am hoping that this Oracle uh, becomes heroic by the end of it, you Mm -hmm. know? Because I think this would be a cool way to have Oracle still in continuity and to have Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. Mm -hmm. And... Possibly the best person to fill those shoes is the program that was being used as Oracle rather than just like, oh, some other person takes up the mantle of Oracle. It's a fresh take on a second-generation character. Nice. I thought it was cool. And yeah. in a cool new costume for Batgirl. I don't know if it's supposed to stick around, but I liked it. Uh-huh. You
1: did it. You beat the timer. Dang it. Excellent.
0: Yes. <laughs> Foiled again, JD. Yeah,
1: I keep wanting to shut you down You're mid-sentence. <laughs> yeah, I can... You
0: jerks. Oh, Uh, yes. (laughs) All right. We're going to do another
1: Thunder Round.
0: Thunder? Thunder Round. There it Ah. is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Noel is going to tell us about Captain America number 13, written by Tanahasi Coates, with art by Jason Masters. Sixty seconds on the clock. Go.
2: Uh, so, if anybody is interested in Captain America and has not been reading this series since uh, Tony Coates has taken over, it's wonderfully fascinating. Especially those that were um, excited and miss the Brubaker run because mm. it mm. hits on a lot of the same notes. It also pulls a lot of um, a lot of plot points from that and almost continues it in the wake of all this other stuff that's happened with Captain America since, including Secret Empire, mm. Secret Invasion, Secret Empire.
0: Secret Empire, oh, uh, Hydro Cap, Cap stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> the uh, the arc before this, Adam Kubert, Andy Kubert. One of the Kuberts was doing the art, and it was oh. it was gorgeous. It was just like really like, it was really subtle and really fun. This book is always on on mark. There's a really interesting debate about hmm. what we can do at the borders, and Cap is no longer Captain America, but in a way that maybe the world doesn't need him to anymore, and he's got a team of Lady Liberty. Uh, Fighters, uh, which include Sharon Carter, uh, Black Widow, White Tiger. Ah, huh? you're done. And others. <laughs> no! Read this book. It's great. <laughs> Damn it, stop it! Stop being so manic.
1: so fun. <laughs> All right, House of X number three, written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Pepe Larraz. Oh, it's still so good. It is. What are we, six issues in now of a 12-issue run? Oh, it's so good. Mm. What I like about this issue is it does a really fine job of taking two opposing viewpoints, right? You've got your good guys and your bad guys, but it deals with them both equally in a way that I can see the points of view of both. And I can see how one is um, diametrically opposed to the other. And do you know what I mean? Like I can still they're – they're both a little creepy – Who are the bad
0: guys? Who are the good guys and the bad guys? Well, the
1: good guys are the X-Men. Sure, right. And then the bad guys are Orcus. Okay. Right? The ones who are protecting. So basically, we've got the Mother Mold, which is a master mold-creating AI that has not yet gone online, but is being created by this clandestine scientific group called Orcus. Mm -hmm. And it is in a giant space station that is going around the sun, I believe. It is. And um, basically... You've got Professor X and Magneto talking to Cyclops in the beginning, and it is a very creepy scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it It seems more like villains sending their number one you know their their what would you call them their um henchmen henchmen right mm-hmm. so Cyclops is the henchman to these two evil guys, and they're on it he has to go lead a team uh, they might not survive, but whatever
0: I think yeah, you remember in the first issue uh we see them popping out of these pods, yeah, I mean. And they say, well, we won't let you die because you're a leader of a nation and this one. But I think also they are clones or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe like the original Cyclops and Gene and something exist and are secreted away in some pods and they keep popping out these, you know, these guys.
1: Like even the way that Professor Xavier is speaks to Cyclops. Mm -hmm. It's like Cyclops giving a sit rep, basically. Mm -hmm. And he goes, such a brave face you're wearing for me, but I can hear the fear in your mind, Scott. Like, all right, dickhead. (laughs) Like,
2: that's not the way (laughs) you talk to... It's also also real creepy. That's what I'm saying.
1: So, like, they feel almost like bad guys in this. And then the nice thing is that we're given... or not nice, but the interesting thing is that we're given the point of view of the people who are up in Mm. the mother mind, Mm. and they're they're given uh human humanistic traits and they they mm. they are in love with each other and yeah. one is concerned for the life of her hmm. her boyfriend or husband whatever
2: he is I I am very um I would be very uneasy about the X-Men just like uh just like these people are yeah well, because they're so after after the last issue of this series um we now know that the this version of Xavier and Charles are aware of all the things that could transpire 100 years into their mm-hmm. existence and Nimrod becoming online and whatnot. So, the idea for them is that if they don't stop this mother mold from being brought online, it will be a turning point. For Nimrod coming online,
0: coming right? Because that was Powers of Ten, yes. last, which I just read today, like back to back. Yeah. So that was that right where yeah. they learned like, oh, Nimrod comes online at this time. More uh, pass yeah, so, this along. So yeah. this yeah, version
2: yeah, yeah. of the, this version of Xavier and and Magneto know we yeah. have to destroy this now. As to why they're so creepy about, it, I, I, is it is it because <laughs> now they do have all the information yeah. that they have become or you know turned into these like more. Twirly mustache villain ish mm-hmm. kind of people. Like there's no there's no humor uh hubris left. You yeah. know, thematically
0: yeah. it could be like so this is the unification of all points of view so long as they are mutant, right? Mm-hmm. So they have the noble goals of the characters that we have always considered good guys, but they also contain the characters that we've always considered bad guys. You know, like Sabretooth yeah. is there and Magneto. Yeah. Well, Magneto, of course, bounces back and forth, but uh you know, so maybe they have some more some more of those tendencies. I don't necessarily think this is the case, but it's an interesting idea.
2: Also, it's every it's every life that Moira's led mm. and we saw in the second issue of House of X that she's led some awful lives. Mm. Mm-hmm. In, in the pursuit of whatever the right you know mm. path should be. So yeah. she's her. developed The mm. Cure. She's worked with Apocalypse. She's worked against Apocalypse. She's worked with Magneto. She's worked with Charles. She's literally done every version done it of all. it. Yeah. Yeah. So if this, what we're seeing, is the amalgamation of every decision, mm. yeah, it's cold, it's calculating, it's creepy, it's a little, like, uncanny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I
1: can see why, for the first time in a long time, when dealing with an X-Men book, I can see the humans' point of view here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh the way the things that transpire in this book. I'm thinking of the um the court scene. Yeah. Yeah. Where humans have captured a mm. mass murderer, mm-hmm. uh Sabretooth, and they're getting ready to send him to the Supermax prison. Mm-hmm. And in walks more mutants who are just like, nah, <laughs> we are just gonna we're just gonna scoot him out of here. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Um and he literally is saying, I'm not done. I'm going to keep murdering y'all. Yeah. This is going to keep happening. You're welcome. And so I, I get why humans are so kind of terrified of mutants because of of the way that Hickman is presenting them here.
0: I mean, I think it's kind of like similar to Civil War, where if this stuff was happening in the real world, mm-hmm. uh, there would be issues. Yeah. You know, like like you were saying, no, like we know that... Peter Parker and Reed Richards and all, like, mm-hmm. they're good people yeah, and yeah. they have the ability to basically always do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in the real world, I would want the mutants to be able to live freely and yeah, do yeah. what they do, but a certain amount of wariness yeah. <laughs> would be reasonable. Yeah. Like, because who knows, this guy could shoot these beams out of his eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess yeah. that could happen <laughs> so with regular humans that can't shoot beams out of their eyes too. It yeah. would
2: be uh, the best way.
0: <laughs> I like the idea that they say... uh Nimrod well not Nimrod but like machine intelligence will happen but it doesn't always happen as Nimrod Mm -hmm. like it won't always lead to bad like there is and so maybe that's also like Moira McTaggart has gotten to a point where she's she's seen lives lived over and over and can hit the reset button right Mm -hmm. but also sees like well there may be one path that we can take that will lead to just goodness in the future as opposed to hatred or destruction Mm -hmm. and so if this is a little creepy that's really so not that are, big of a deal yeah, compared yeah. to like I did you know, beauty versus horror, mm-hmm. that kind of thing.
2: I did appreciate especially in this in this issue, especially the um the interstitial infographics and definitions, um, where he kind of put together the uh I guess the life cycle of sentinels of machines, mm-hmm. which I thought was really, really cool. It gives you it gives you the stakes involved when it comes to where they are now in the story versus where they end up being. So like mother mold being in the middle Mm. of how insane it could be. And then in the other book, we've seen Omega Sentinels as well as Nimrod. Mm -hmm. So like the way that he's uh, by he Hickman, the way that Hickman's been kind of um, slow feeding this series it's so well calculated to where you'll be introduced something and an issue later you'll get a revelation about it mm-hmm. or more information mm. about it. And it's just a – he keeps rewarding the reader. Yeah. Mm. Which is really yeah. fun yeah. and nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I agree. Um, and I like this whole little Omega cycle here. Um mm-hmm. And they're almost like sleep, they become sleeper cells, so they get infected yeah. by mm. um, nanotechnology, which then kind of just hides out in them until they're activated, and then they start to become more and more like a machine, until eventually they're just entirely machine. Yeah, one of the Project
2: so. Orca's women is uh, Omega Sentinel. Mm-hmm. This, and then we've seen a bunch of Omega Sentinels in the future in year 100.
0: Could this relate to the techno-organic virus? Oh, interesting? I wouldn't be surprised yeah. because
2: isn't isn't after this I mean the phalanx become,
0: is, has Oh has part already got co- yeah. the phalanx and technoorganic virus related I in think continuity? So. Okay. I believe so. Also too know, yeah. I,
2: isn't like, you know, the most popular character, isn't it? Douglock. Is that what his name?
0: What,
1: the techno organic the phalanx? I
0: was thinking cable.
1: Oh well the techno organic yeah, virus yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is cable. Yeah. But then the Phalanx is, yeah. that's uh, Doug Locke. It's uh, a mutant who has who what was his name? Before think, Doug Locke.
0: Is that Doug Ramsey? Or that somebody else?
2: Wasn't it in New Mutants?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the like yellow a, and a black. guy. Crazy yellow. It's like a yeah, silly yeah. name,
2: right? Yeah. Something lock. Either way, I think there's a new, there's a new, new mutants coming out of this. Yeah. Oh, coming okay. out of this, this mm. like mm. the Dawn of X, one of the titles yeah. being launched mm. is New X Men. So I would not be surprised if the Omega Sentinel Path. With the phallics actually kind yeah. of leads mm. into resurfaces, that book. yeah.
1: yeah. Hmm. Uh, oh, and that cool. uh, the Omega Sentinel that we're talking about is Karima. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And she winds up being in the Powers of Ten in the year one hundred, I think, as mm-hmm. well. So she's still around.
0: She is the person with red skin in Powers of Ten, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I really like the way that he's doing the payoffs of relating the two series, because mm-hmm. taking place in two different timelines could easily turn out tedious. And it doesn't at all. Like they feel like they are both their own stories, but that like support each other.
2: We talked about this last week, like um, being able to read them separately or together, and Mm -hmm. why aren't they the same series Mm. if you have to read them together? And I I don't know. Like I go back and forth. Like I think that you probably could read each of them separately, Uh but it's not nearly as fulfilling as it would be if you read them in the desired order.
1: I was also thinking about it today because I was reading one of the interstitials, and I went. Man, if this was in a big trade paperback with all 12 issues in it, mm-hmm. I would have to take breaks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could not just yeah, sit yeah, and yeah. read through this whole book in one mm. go. Um, and, you know, on another note, we know that the mother mold eventually comes online. So we know, don't we? Don't. Do we? I in, thought we did. In that was, In was, a
2: timeline. That was right. timeline yeah. nine that was already ended. Oh, shoot. During powers of acts. Because in my yeah. head,
1: the whole time I'm waiting for this, this, mission to fail for the x-men because mm. i was like oh well, the mother mold mm. eventually comes online and uh boy does it fail
0: it sure does oof yeah that
1: last panel brutal
0: that was smart of them not to bring the seeds <laughs> the, <laughs> With the, seats? the seeds oh the seeds yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, that
1: is uh some brutal juice there
0: i i think it works well as two different stories just to thematically split it mm-hmm. even if you should read them in a particular order and it seems like you shouldn't uh, like they should be one series. I think it works well to have them as two. You've got like kind of the main action story, and then the yeah. broader scope story in Powers of Ten.
1: So, if you were going to recommend this to someone, yeah, you do you think the best avenue for them to print it mm-hmm. for Marvel to print this as a trade paperback would be a Powers of X trade paperback and a House of X trade no, paperback? No, I would not do that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You would want House of X one, yes. Powers of X one, yeah. House of X two, Powers of. X2. I'd want
0: some way of indicating to the reader even in the trade that there was a transition happening and that could just be putting the covers in with the trade dress as opposed to just the images or whatever but just so you know similar to something that i actually am not a huge fan of in watchmen right with the Uh, black pearl yeah right Mm -hmm. I never reread the Black Pearl stuff, and I'm not that, you know, it's That's not my most favorite. That's the part of that graphic novel. Right. But the way that it is Made done. Yeah. Um Yeah. The vehicle that they use, you do tell, you can tell that they are two separate stories. Mm-hmm. So something like that, but with this, and it would be so much easier with this because they are actually two different comics and yeah. whatever, but uh, yeah, I think that would be the way to do it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's move on to Marvel Comics number 1,000, written by everybody, drawn by everybody else.
2: <laughs> well, Al Including Ewing Kareem and Including Abdul Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
0: Al, that's true. Al, Al Ewing yeah. and everyone. Did, right? That was weird. Yeah. But yeah, Al Ewing did seem to that's do a true. lot That's true. Al Ewing
1: does most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I, I found myself thinking, is that the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah. And why this story? Like, mm-hmm. is he into this? Yeah.
2: I have, well, one, Yes. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. is all over this. If mm. not, if not literally, then in spirit.
0: Second, <laughs> it does echo Kareem <laughs> yeah, Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, like it's just
2: it's just wafts uh, <laughs> Kareem. Um, a thousand what? Thousand
0: percent
1: issues
2: of what? Marvel. <laughs> I know, but I I, I want to know the. Listen, it doesn't make any sense. Well, no, I just I wanted. Uh, there had to have, like you know marketing came up with some sort of cockamamie way of oh yeah, counting yeah. to a thousand. I just wanted to know what it was. Hey, like, uh, it, does anybody know? No.
0: It's like the you know the Model S one thousand or whatever, yeah. right? It's not that there were nine hundred ninety nine before that. It's that one thousand no, is I've cool. Seen that.
2: We saw them do this with like legacy numbering every single year, where they're just like, oh well, that miniseries for miles counts True. for here now he's on issue 250 the Wait, way i like, look no at it, it yeah. is yeah.
1: <laughs> the bill cosby movie leonard part six there was no parts one through five i didn't know about there that. there was that sounds the funny only though. leonard movie was leonard yeah. part six anytime
2: we could talk about bill cosby i'm <laughs> super excited <laughs> gross yeah. Yeah.
1: um so anyway uh you were reading this noel yeah. and you were like it's a bunch of one page things but then after a while, you started to realize, oh, there's yeah, yeah. like an actual story forming.
2: Yes, it um it. So uh, when I first when I first picked up the issue because uh, I got it physically, these these larger perfect bound books, I try and get physically. I just i they just read really well yeah. in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I flipped through it, and you could easily tell every single page is designated a year for the last eighty years. It's eighty pages, and they're all single one page stories. Yeah. So I I I kind of in the back of my head was taking forever reading it because every single page is going to be like a different highlight or a different timeline moment mm-hmm. and that's cool so I'll just slowly read it. It wasn't until about a third of the way through that I realized Al Ewing's name is showing up a lot hmm. and we're getting a lot of information about this mysterious mask. This yeah. in the eternity black. mask and eternity that society. Mask. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and how <laughs> how it's used or poorly used Throughout the mm. last thousand years, because mm-hmm. it goes all the way back to King Arthur. Um, oh, no, it also, it goes all the way back to the turn of existence. Yeah. Um, Wait,
0: no, I thought it was King Arthur. What was well, the... it was
2: before that, too, because at the very end, you've got Eternity himself mm. talking about this mask mm. and those that have used it. So it's yeah. it's from him. Oh, yeah. Or it's yeah, yeah. a yeah. celestial being that yeah. has no yeah. gender. Mm.
1: So basically we're dealing with the ongoing mystery of this black mask and all these different people trying to get a hold of it and it passing through generation to generation. But also you've got the Enclave who is trying to, which were originally
2: called the Three X's. The
0: Three X Society. The Three X's, Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um and then the scientist the guild and then the, the scientists, scientists guild,
0: guild. Yeah.
1: and yeah, then and the then enclave. The yeah. enclave, which is the, I think their current designation, right? Yes. It, yeah.
2: For those that are still around. There's there was even like a there's even like an after credits post script yes. scene mm-hmm. in here yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. This was fun. This was like um so I uh, it's not it's very difficult not to compare this to the most recent Action Comics Thousand and um Detective Comics One Thousand issues okay. that came out this past year. Those were were more solid anthologies. They mm. were five to ten page short stories or less each and a bunch yeah. of different creative teams and it was just a nice hearty read. This went a completely different route yeah. of mm. hundred or <laughs> seemingly hundreds, like dozens of one page. Feel good little yeah. uh, distillations of a character or a moment in time, interspersed with all of these like small breadcrumbs of a larger story, mm. which I thought was kind of fun.
1: Yeah, I thought I would, yeah. The, the the theme of this was great. Yeah. I thought it. I didn't. I had no idea going in what it was going to be. I didn't even know it was going to be hmm. one page stories. No, yet. no, yeah. me I figured it would be like. The like Detective Comics 1000 or Action Comics 1000, like kind of a
0: main, like, a one main larger story, and then a yeah, bunch of backup book ends, stories. Then and then the yeah, 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 a yeah.
1: couple of you know different stories yeah. by different people. So uh, the one page thing was a really interesting mm-hmm. way to do this. I thought that was really neat. Plus, you've got eighty pages for eighty mm-hmm. eighty years. I thought that was really clever. Um, now it didn't. They they had to do some wiggling <laughs> to make it thematically fit. Right. So like, yeah.
0: they, I thought that was fun <clears throat> though every the, year yeah. they're
1: like well this year is when this character stopped being published that no <laughs> one remembers and it's like all right cool oh
0: the whoever the typist yeah yeah like terry the <laughs> typist
1: or some shit yeah um so i was like all right guys you're 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 really stretching it yeah. also but,
0: i wondered about the so uh miss america i believe yeah miss america is, Chavez. so that sounds like a cool story but i also found myself wondering if that was what the character was when she no. debuted in nineteen forty three. Definitely not. So okay, like no. completely she different. Was, right? She was she right. was not a gay, uh, <laughs> a gay Latina right. for, <laughs> for sure. Player. In nineteen forty three, right. From another dimension. Right. But, um that's they couldn't have thought of another dimension in that
2: time. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was, like, <laughs> but it, it was it was a nice reminder that um she's a legacy character. Mm. Yeah, I, I forgot yeah, she was I didn't know a that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I okay. thought she was brand new. Yeah. Just like Kieran Gillen dreamed her up, which she kind of did, but...
0: I mean, it it seems like she probably just uses the same name. And Well, also,
2: and um, I do... uh, It feels like the gaps in the timeline are filled in by more stories about the mask, because you've got um, Jimmy Wu, the agent of Atlas, and Mm. Roberto Diacosta, Mm. uh, the original Citizen V, so, like, um, the years where maybe not something was obvious, they would throw in well, one of those let's stories. let in a page. Yeah, story. The
1: Al Ewing story.
2: <laughs> and it would be an arbitrary uh, date designation. Yeah. So like, like this this uh, story page of the two of them talking. The loop. Uh, the 1942 story point is that Citizen V appeared in Daring Mystery Comics in yeah. 1942. Cool. And this one character once was went by that title. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was a real stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think we've I think we've got the. I, Oh, see, I
0: like those. I liked most of their gyrations and yeah. gesticulations. You yeah. know, like, doing the... Uh, They're doing some like, acrobatics. Yeah, yeah. or, um, you know, like, this character appeared... Like, Tessie the Typist, I think it was yeah. Tessie. And then... I mean, it was the last, it was her last issue appeared and that's when she decides to leave New York. Yeah. And there's like other stuff that's going on in that era is happening yeah. there. I thought the Patsy Walker thing was cool because well, that's kind of a fascinating turn for a character I mean, anyway. I was, yeah.
1: I was happy for Patsy Walker because of Stuart Eminent's art. Oh, yeah. that is he cool. He retired yeah, like, yeah. last year. Oh, really? So I was very hmm. happy to see him back. Hmm. I have a quick question about Roberto Da Costa. Mm-hmm. Um... Later on, mm-hmm. he is brought up again. Roberto was brought up, I miss him. and he was like, "I miss him. Like, is well, he gone? Is he di- What happened to him?" It's, it's just strange it's- that he like has a part of this story, and then it jumps ahead without telling you what happened to that person who's in this story.
2: Oh, yeah. I assumed that something might have happened to him in, in in an Avengers title or something.
0: I guess it's just weird yeah. that they I'll didn't to, mention I, it. I'll they like just to look it up. he also yeah. the guy that misses him doesn't is he the one that doesn't remember anything after yeah 1959 mm-hmm. maybe something related to that i don't, I don't know. know
1: but i'm sorry so yeah stewart eminent i was very excited to see him um but i thought this was a really fun book yeah uh and then there's a lot of like really silly ones like a doctor strange doing trying to get the oh, cloak, the, cape. Yeah, the yeah. cape off of him in order to wash it at a laundromat
0: that was cool well Mike Allred, i yeah. enjoy you know yeah. just almost no matter what it is and um, that's written by joe hill oh.
1: stephen king's son Oh, is that right? Yeah, he's a novelist. Oh, yeah. He's great. He does. He also did one of my favorite graphic novel series, Lock and Key. Um, oh, I didn't know
0: though mm-hmm. the guy that did that was Stephen King's son. What oh. uh, do you guys know? Calling Frequency X, and it was 1946, mm-hmm. and there is Captain America is holding the body of another guy dressed as Captain yeah. America. What's the story there?
1: There was a well. Did you not read history of Marvel number one or number two? Brian? I did read
0: number one, and I do know all about the like the way that they did the the Kami fighting cap of the fifties, oh. right? Okay, what's but what, is what's uh, because something that they talk about. It, it's something in the in the they, they make it sound like he's an android. That's what it is.
1: No, the android was the next. They they made another Human Torch.
0: Another oh, the K- Toro. Character.
1: Yeah, Toro, the the android.
0: Oh, I you know I forgot all about Toro and that he was an android. That's interesting that they say that the the Enclave or whatever they were called at that time like programmed Toro. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that will come up oh, later. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, speaking
1: of that page, I'm sorry. I like that Bucky looks like he's about to puke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: he doesn't care for this stuff.
2: Was just, this was this was early on when uh, the uh, the uh, sickness of war was too much for him to Man. handle. Mm. In the trenches, having to slit throats, mm. I think it wasn't that in brew Baker's run, yeah, where, like Bucky was like the wet works guy, that's yeah, just, like, <laughs> he was like, still like a, 16, 16, sixteen years old, but he was just
1: straight up murking folk, <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> I'm over here waving my flag, and Bucky's coming around the corner, just like like hip crawling and the yeah. slicing throats. Hey,
1: Steve, I cut off his dick. <laughs> Bucky, Ooh. what have you done? He's got a <laughs> I just of, explained. He's got I a, cut off his
2: dick. <laughs> he's got a necklace of ears. Yeah. <laughs> Not dick, strangely. He's got a belt made of dicks. Yeah, it's, they're got better a for belts. belt yeah. and an
0: ear
1: necklace.
2: I'm sorry. Um, uh, so did this Enclave create Adam Warlock? I believe so. Yes. So I think what
0: they've done is link multiple pre-existing secret groups within the Marvel universe, mm. uh, like that little tiny first page. Where is what I'm looking at right um, now. The, the first page where it's like a uh, a period, like an original drawing, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, eight bells, you're here. And then they do another version of that. And yeah. those are the three X's. So I'm guessing the three X's is, is existed in the 40s. And then the Enclave are the ones that created Adam Warlock. And yeah. their stated goals are very similar to what, mm-hmm. like they want to create the perfect being, and the three X's wanted to move. Well, no, 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 you know, no.
1: I think the three X's and the Enclave are the same.
0: No, that's what I'm saying, but I don't think they always were. I think that was just done in Marvel comics. 1000. Oh, I see. Yeah. I yeah. See, I see. My um, and then also the guild the mm-hmm. or, or I don't know what, I forget what they do exactly. Um, but, or like the Enclave becomes the guild or the guild yeah. becomes the Enclave or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think when the Enclave came about, I don't think they were related to the three. X's. I see. That's just okay. my guess though. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Some of these are, are, are very interesting. Um, Oh, what was uh, your liked favorite? I like Little Black Oh yeah, uh, that but, was cool. <laughs> Black Agar, Boltagon in <laughs> Slumberland. Uh, I did have a favorite, and it was um, Brad Meltzer's Spider Man.
0: Yee! <laughs> Which one was that? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Is what that it when is? he when he's talking to <laughs> the scientist? No, a, that, oh.
2: that was uh, that was a different one. There was a couple of Spider Man ones in here. Um, it was when he saved a woman here. It's uh, 1984. Oh yeah. Um, we're calling him Ben. He saved a woman, and she said that um, she would love to name her son after him because she's pregnant. And what's your name? He was like, I'm not falling for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> what's your name? I'm not falling for that. Just come on. It's for my kid. Like, all right, fine. Ben. My name is Ben. You mm-hmm. can name your son Ben. So then you get a great little kind of montage of all these people introducing their their babies named Ben, which just kind of indicates to you all of these lives that he's saved. Wonderful. It's a sweet, wonderful so – Great little distillation of the character in so many different ways, and I was—I got to the bottom and it said Brad Meltzer. I was like, oh, I missed him. Yeah. I miss him. Yeah. 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 yeah, writing comics, I miss it. Hmm. Yeah, there was a
1: lot of a lot of really fun. Uh, of course, I didn't know if it was just me. That's why I was like excited that you picked the Spider-Man one because I would have emotional connections to the Spider-Man ones, and I was like, is it is it because it's mm-hmm. good no, or it because right. I'm the Spidey guy?
0: No, it was really good. Yeah. 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 Although interestingly, I think the thing that that was commemorating was him having the black costume. But he didn't in that. In that, you know, in that wait, story. But it works so much better with the classic red and blue. Like, I would not have wanted them to change that. Yeah. No, they're not
2: going uh, to throw away a, a <laughs> like
0: that. Right. Yeah.
1: I also really like the Professor Cold Call Spider Man one, yeah. where yeah. he first gets his powers and he calls um, the Columbia Biology Department not realizing that he's talking to Dr. Octopus. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he mentions all of the silly things that his powers seem to be able to do, like the fact that he's got fibers on the bottoms of his feet that let him stand uh walk on walls and stuff even (laughs) though he's wearing shoes
0: right and also don't they usually say it's like an electrostatic thing it's in the movies they do the yeah 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 yeah.
1: well there was one i believe peter david i think came up with the idea Uh of like peter parker's the atoms yeah at the tips of his fingers uh expand allowing him to mix with the atoms Uh that's cool of other things and that's what allows him
2: to stick yeah like absorbing man yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, um, so uh, another Black high point, PM. another solid high point for me is uh, 1991 Force of God. X. Damn it! <laughs> you shut up. There's feet. It's and terrible. Pouches. Why is he in that? <laughs> it's Pretty God great. It. Uh, uh, and uh, there, was, uh, there was one where that was pretty good. Guy. I Maya. really like the
1: Black Panther hmm. one too, where he's be, yeah, yeah,
2: hmm. um, and Brian Stelfreeze.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really great. He's getting interviewed by a uh, kid, and um, he seems. T'Challa seems to have a problem with people just wearing um Black Panther merchandise without following the hmm. the, like the ideals. The ideals of the yeah, Black yeah, Panther. Yeah. 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 But the one thing I really like here is um what's he say? Neither does the dr- drinking and drug use of your on your campus while clothed in our religious garments. Um and he says the world sees the Panther. America Sees the Black. Mm. And I was like, oh, brutal and true. Um, So I thought that was really good, really nicely done.
2: Hmm. Some of these were, um, they almost felt like trolls. Uh, So like Peter David's 1999 of an Uh old Rick Jones.
0: Yeah. That was a great, the moment that they're commemorating the end of that run, uh, that was an awesome last issue to a run. I don't know if any of you guys remember it. No, I don't remember it at all, but it just
2: feels like a troll. He's like, yeah, I'm alive, whatever. You guys are idiots. Who do you believe? You want a beer? I, see, I don't like, remember
0: Rick Jones being. just yeah, if, A if, part of if, like if, his death being a part of that or anything, because I think he had already come back he's, by that time. He's
2: been, yeah. He died like two times since then. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, but it's just, oh, just
0: a, not a troll to that run. No, it felt uh, I got like you. Peter David being a troll. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and honestly,
2: <laughs> that's, like it's supposed to be an elderly um, Rick Jones, mm. bald head and a goatee, but I'm like, that's might as well just be Peter David. <laughs>
1: Also, Betty Banner's ashes are still on the thing. Because he killed her
0: off. <laughs> right.
1: So as far as he concerns, she's still dead.
0: Didn't yeah. he also bring her back though? I don't remember. I don't know either. It, it just, but it, that is the deal. Like was, Rick Jones will probably be back. You know, like
2: I just the tone of it was just like, Oh, Peter David's <laughs> mad. Yeah. <laughs> He's just mad.
1: The thing I the one problem I had with this book actually was the strangeness of when the X Men first show up mm-hmm. in as as their own page. Mm-hmm. It's from Chris Claremont's return in the year two thousand to Extreme X Men.
0: Yeah, I wonder what like well, what year babies. was Giant Size X Men or what year was the first X X Men appearance and what did they choose for that year? Yeah, that, instead they did not use the X Men. Right, right.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Is, isn't there a one thousand and one coming out? Yes, there maybe is, they're yeah. going to do it there. Maybe well, they're just starting. Was, maybe there's still so just much keep going from one thousand two, one thousand yeah, three. It's gonna be a Marvel Comics yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Also, I really liked. Um, Number two thousand and two. That was cool. Um, Elsa Bloodstone and this little shark dog, or whatever.
0: He's fun. He's so cute.
2: Yeah. It's Jim, right? Jeff. 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 Yeah. I will hurt anything that tries to kill you. <laughs> I will so kill cute. anything that tries to hurt you. So yeah, this uh, was this was a bucket of fun. It
0: was uh, my personal favorite uh, issue uh, page. I mean. Page of this issue. Uh, so we got to 1981, which is the year of my birth. And I was like, all right, let's see what it is. And I was like, huh, Iron Man and Doctor Doom. And the notable thing was like, Iron Man battles Doctor Doom in Invincible Iron Man 150. I'm yeah. like, "Cool, all right, well, that's oh, not I, so great. I yeah. hated that but, one. That was like oh, a- that was my probably my favorite one of the oh, whole thing.
2: The power that of art love. was just like... I, oh, also, I really like the art. Oh, really? No, yeah, but, I
0: really like it. No matter what. Uh, you don't
2: have a hug at the end of the night, so yeah. I mean,
0: because Doctor Doom, he won, but then he is all alone. He's all and sad. Tony He's... Stark gets to hang out with his friends and loved ones. See, you someone
2: know? else did
1: that a little later, and it was called Doom Alone.
0: Yeah, that. But that wasn't. He wasn't. I alone. I'm hurting from his aloneness in that one, was it? I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, he was like Doom Alone is the. Oh, I like is the. It can understand Doom. Mm. I liked uh,
2: Chip um like infographic or or uh, progression.
0: I kind of uh, wondered Tony what Stark. he was saying at the end well, of that, the that. last two panels. You know, um, it's certainly yeah, interesting quite, artistically, I but yeah, I, I
2: I took it as at some point he ceases to be anything other than his armor. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I didn't quite understand that either. I was yeah. like, what is he saying here? Yeah, yeah.
2: It's just another show.
1: Well, now I want to see what 1978 is, because that's the year <laughs> I was born.
0: I'm also wondering, is there going to be another new uh, Young Avengers? Oh, Blind kinda,
2: Justice. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that I yeah. wanted a Jeff Lemire cable book until mm. now, because mm-hmm. that's rad. Jeff Lemire did a one-page uh, story of cable. That was cool. And he wrote it and drew it. And his art style, anybody that's familiar with it, is just so not unlike 90s X-Men. Yeah. So it looks really fun.
1: You mean it's not like 90's I said it's X-Men. so
2: not like. You said not, not unlike. Oh, so it's exactly. I say it's very different.
1: It's yeah. exactly yeah. kind of like reminds 90's me of X-Men like. Signs. I think it is.
0: No, I'm being no, stupid. Oh,
1: Jesus. Okay. I didn't know what <laughs> no. you were doing. I was uh, going to say, it's nothing like 90's X-Men.
0: Uh, I enjoyed this one that Nighttime you kind Yeah. 1979.
1: I, I don't know who this character is. I don't know uh, either. The Night Raven, but... Uh, I want more of it.
0: Yeah, that was cool.
1: Yeah, I was wondering if they brought him up so that maybe he's got something coming up.
0: In the maybe future. he'll get the mask or Does something. He maybe he's mask. the guy with the mask. Mm-hmm. They did say, and I was wondering this myself. Like, you could wear a mask under another mask. Yep. Like, why not?
2: Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. So to get to the mask, the mask. Yeah. It it gives you. As much power as who you're
0: facing. You are the equal of anyone, unless uh, their abilities are below your it own natural yeah. ability. Yeah. Like it it's not it like bring you down. Ha uh-huh, The like way if we if can face him, a baby, right? Like a, gotten, like a Mezo uh, beating yeah. style, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're like, ah, oh, we'll send up Superman with his kryptonite thing, and then we'll yeah. hit him with some kryptonite. Yes, yeah. if I'm fighting a baby, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'll have all the strength of a full grown baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. That was a nice little
2: twist yeah, to the mask. I thought that was neat. Yeah. But also, if
0: you go up against Right, like a celestial comes by, mm-hmm. I would assume. It's celestial powers. powers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've
2: never read Miracle Man, so I didn't understand this uh, Neil Gaiman one pager. Yeah. This,
0: I think, also is what is coming up, that they are about to do something with Miracle Man. That this is a preview of almost. Oh, I, I wonder. Miss, I yeah.
2: Mark Buckingham. I haven't seen anything from him since Fables. I oh, gotta see mm-hmm. Fables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a long. It's been nice a while. Uh, and then you've got
0: the. Uh, oh, oh, the um, Silver Surfer, Mcniven oh, like, after, after Mobius. Mobius? Like, oh, to, like, that was amazing.
2: Mobius's style is just yeah. super good. Yeah, that was great.
0: Yeah. Also, I liked the. Uh, oh, it wasn't. It was an earlier one. The Galactus. Uh, the other Galactus storyline. Yeah, like, I really like. Thanos. The line. Yeah. The. Uh, uh, a service that is never known on Earth is no less true. Mm-hmm. It was a cool line.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the end of this issue is just it kind of. Teases that who's got the mask now? This masked writer, uh, and yeah. it says 2020. The face will be revealed. Coming up. I really Maybe like. Something.
1: I really like this book. I think. Yeah. Too. Oh, taking and then, this and making it an uh, opportunity to explore something that has been around for the entirety of the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. but mm. we haven't really paid mm. much attention to it until now. I think is a very clever way to do this book. Because that is no? the case, right? Oh. There's a few. Like
0: so these characters that wore black masks. Mm-hmm. There's, it, there's been a bunch pre-existed of this book. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, sorry, movies.
2: but you don't. Up until now, it had no. There was no connection for it. This okay, is, right, right. This is a classic Jeff uh, John style red kind right. of sort. Yeah, sorts, yeah, yeah. Just, I like, love that kind of thing. Yeah, when done is, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Or like the guy who had it that the operative, where it's like, I don't know, it doesn't do anything for me. And then later, it's like, well, you probably won't notice it because you're a pretty strong guy. Yeah. And if the operative never went up against any superheroes, he wouldn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I'm not. I don't know anything really about the quarterback, uh saga. I don't know what that is. Wait, they where did. was that? The very last page. Oh, last last I missed page. that missed page. I didn't. I um, don't know.
1: It's the post-credit sequence.
2: Yeah. And I, 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 I miss Paul Aszeta. I, I haven't seen him in a bit. Asiseta? He was. Yeah. He was doing. Um, he did some amazing Spider-Man. Well, he was doing Outcast. Yes, yeah. yes. So he had, I haven't seen him in superhero comics in a while. He
1: was not a great fit for Spider-Man. Hmm.
2: He would the always, art here is cool, though.
0: For he, this, it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. But like the way he would draw Spider-Man is like he would make him very like bottom heavy. Huh. He would just give him he a huge a, ass. He got a booty. Yeah. Mm.
2: Uh, but no, there's something about the Adam Four project is active and Korvac is online. I know Korvac. I, I know don't. him from I Avengers, Earth's Corvac Mightiest Heroes,
0: Earth's Greatest Heroes, oh, the, the cartoon. Saga. What yeah. is that?
2: That
1: sounds familiar. He is it's like
0: something. essentially. he's very, very powerful and I think there's a future element to him where he is a guy from our time who gets empowered. He's like taken to the future and experimented upon, hmm. or somebody, somebody, something like that. Somebody
1: Michael Korvac, often called Korvac or huh. the Enemy, is a fictional huh. character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. The oh, character first appears in Giant Size Defenders three, 1975. Was created by Steve Gerber and Jim Starlin.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, but it's yeah, there pair. was a Korvac saga. Yeah, you're right. The Korvac Quest is briefly resurrected in human form by the Grandmaster to battle Silver Surfer, so he's been a baddie.
0: Wait, but he was he was experimented upon, right? Like, that's how he got his...
1: Here we go. Yeah. Korvac was originally a normal man until the Badoon mm. amputated the lower half of his body and huh. grafted his upper body and nervous system onto a specialized computer module capable of siphoning energy from virtually any source. Korvac's mechanical module could also tap and synthesize any form of energy and concealed advanced weaponry.
2: They took his junk.
0: Yeah, yeah. Indeed. It's, I wonder if there's another Korvac running out there who's just the junk and a, and a top half that's a computer. A top half. But I'm guessing this is a retcon then. Yeah, it's a junk Korvac. Junk Korvac. I'm guessing this is a retcon where now the Enclave is, it wasn't the Badoon, where yeah, enc- the Enclave was, was in league s- with manipulating them. Manipulating the Badoon. Right, or, exactly. Actually, I think yeah, yeah, it's, yeah.
2: it's present day. Maybe they just have Korvac's body and brought him back online.
0: Oh, that's possible because so that's they're a deal too. You know, they're trying to create. Do you want to wrap
2: thing. it up with a back
1: issue book report, y'all? Yeah, we go, yo, let's fucking do it. So, last episode, uh, we rolled the dice, the twenty-sided die, which picked uh, one of the letters of the alphabet. We go in, we pick a book randomly from that alphabet. And uh, one of us has to do a first grade book report. So I have the questions here, the book report. So I'm just going to ask you the questions and you can answer them.
2: So uh, the author of the book is... Well, do you, do you want to do the title? Go ahead. It's Marvel's Excalibur number 1, mm-hmm. 2004. Mm-hmm. The author, uh, off, author of the book is Chris Claremont, drawn by... Aaron Lepresti.
1: Okay, the publisher, year of the book, we already know it was two thousand and four, and it's Marvel. You already covered that.
2: Yep. The main characters of the story are, the main characters of the story are uh, Professor X, a lot of dead people on Genosha. Oh, geez, that that's one of
0: their abilities. right? Calypso sees them, or she's they're not. She's not in this. She's not in that. Um, all right. And it's not your book report. A little, a little, she has some a, a group, a <laughs> uh,
2: uh, um. A scantily clad ghost of Moira McTaggart. Um, a couple of like randos. <laughs> it's the ghost part. And a um, mutant named Anus? Anus.
0: <laughs> a mutant <laughs> named Anus. Could have been a great spinoff yeah. of this point. Un- uh, Eunice. Uh, Eunice. It's <laughs> a dude yeah.
2: named Eunice whose power is that he always has a force field around him that you can't hurt oh, him. Oh, sure. And in the book, he gets swallowed up by a monster that's going to eventually poop him out. Okay. Okay. It's a stupid book. Wait, so those are the main characters. Yeah.
1: What was the problem in the story?
2: Well, so um, Genosha got exploded. Yeah. Millions Uh. of people died. Millions of mutants died. Yeah. Oh, Um, that was a harsh distinction. Damn. I mean, right? Yeah.
0: What are you, uh, I mean, Bolivar Trask? For the the purposes of the story, it's very important that you know they're all mutants. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. All right. So,
2: quit throwing shit. Um, Xavier uh, goes to uh, mourn the land and bring bring the body of uh, Magneto back to Genosa All to right put right. it to rest.
1: So this, if I remember correctly,
2: is right after the... I think it's concurrently with New X-Men or after New X-Men.
1: Right, because didn't... She de- they she sent they like a, a bunch yeah. of
0: weapon. They sent a bunch of warheads, and I think Magneto wasn't able to stop it. Handle all of them or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like one of the only survivors was, uh, wasn't it? Frost. I don't recall. Her secondary yeah. mutation kicked in, and she turned. Oh, around. the wow. diamond thing. Wow, you're right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while since I read all that. Either way, this is kind of in the aftermath of that. I don't know if it's two days or two decades or mm. years but it has to do with the death of genosha that's what happens in the book he goes to um bring the body back and while he's there um none of his equipment works because of all the electromagnetic magnetic yeah. fields and forces mm. that happen mm. so he has to use his telekinesis and or reach out with his mind to see if anybody else is still alive does a quick wardrobe change into action xavier yeah. with uh boots and uh pouches um falls off his chair and is taunted by Ghost McTaggart, who's in a bustier for some reason, uh, and and then he takes the 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 coffin of Magneto and traipses it through the desert or the 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 barren lands of Genosha. Is yeah. attacked by a couple of other mutants who are like, "It's Xavier, that bald fuck. Let's get him." <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't save us, and nah. And yeah. then he's helped by some other mutants that are just like, "Nah, don't kill him." Um, and then at the end of the issue, it's revealed that Magneto isn't dead. What? Right? He was just in the coffin pretending to be dead in case anybody saw, because they're going to work together now. Yeah. And then Neat.
1: it ends. Okay, cool. Um, mm. what was your favorite part of the story? None of it. Okay.
2: Oh, wait, no, actually, yes, hang on. Uh, Creepshow, a mutant little boy who could turn into a big monster. And I, I teased this at the beginning of the review. Mm. Uh, eats a dude oh that's right who can't be who can't be um digested Uh so they imply heavily that it's gonna hurt when he poops him out Uh um and Xavier being Xavier is just like don't worry I'll help you through it Hmm. which led my mind to racing. As to how yeah. he's gonna help this yeah, yeah. this monster boy poop out another man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say relax a, the muscles telepathically. Like a better, <laughs> that's yeah. a better story than this whole comic. Yeah. Um. And there was there was a couple of typos too that I took pictures of that just oh, ticked me off.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was good not times, good. good times.
2: What was your favorite ad in the issue? Oh, there was like four Spider-Man ads for the so, movie. Mm, yeah. Um. One for a skateboard. One mm. for a magazine subscription about Spider-Man Two because this was this was by the time Spider-Man Two came out.
1: Yeah,
2: um, and then Wario, WarioWare. Mm. Okay, like mm. for uh, cool. for Nintendo. But the Spider-Man ones were the best. So sounds cool.
1: like I didn't miss anything by not
0: revisiting this issue. No, they,
2: no, this was hot garbage. <laughs> this, I mean, they deserve. This was. I mean, I'm not going to say anything mean. It was. um it's too late. <laughs> I, yeah, you're not going to say <laughs> any more that mean things. You said but... have been mean. This is not good. I mean, okay. this. I think this was like the the. Um the time in Marvel where it was just like we're just we're printing characters, screw yeah. this. Like they just sold to Sidney.
0: If I recall, Calypso does show up and has uh tentacle arms, like four tentacles per per that one super, normal arms. It
2: sounds super neat. It was, (laughs) and I think she could.
0: I think she could also. There was somebody that interacted with the ghosts. This
2: this book made me such a hater. Really? See, I liked it at the time, Uh, and uh, I don't
0: know uh, what year did it come out.
2: It was almost. It was uh, fifteen years ago.
0: I was fifteen years younger than I am now. Twenty three. You were too
2: old to like this book.
0: (laughs) No, see, but I do like. You know. I don't know. There was something about it. If it's the one that I'm thinking of, which is odd, because usually Chris Claremont, I, I am not a fan of. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I,
2: I like his, I like storylines more than I yeah. like his storytelling. I,
0: li- I think I liked Xavier and Magneto, uh, their storyline after issue one, mm-hmm. like something.
2: Um, I remember. Uh, so I remember Aaron Lepresti, uh as being a little bit cheesecakey and doing a lot of like Wonder Woman stuff and. Mm. This didn't look like that. This looked like he was trying to. Except for when Moira the ghost shows up. Oh yeah, Moira the ghost. She with does switch.
0: She's wearing like regular clothes and then switches to a bustier for in no one reason panel. at all. Yeah. I, it doesn't it's not explain. I mean, he well, says she's
1: a ghost. She's a ghost. She's like, I don't care.
2: He, he says something and she's just like, Well, this is how you're imagining me. I'm like, oh,
1: Did they okay. have a romantic relationship? Yes, yes. they
0: did, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so I mean, that makes sense. I oh, have... I get you get to roll. I get to pick. It's Brian, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah,
1: I'm gonna yeah. roll the die. Here we go. Twenty sided die. Here we go. Fifteen.
0: Fifteen. The fifteenth letter. Oh, There we go. Oh.
1: So Noel is going to go into the O section. How many
0: comics that we got? Outsiders. Yeah. How many comics no, that's start with the ends, O? That's the end section.
1: <laughs> so there's like four issues in the O section. So uh, just grab one.
0: Old Man Logan. There it is. All right. What not are the other pick. three? Not a great pick. What are old the other Man three? Man,
1: number twenty-eight. So, and it's got. That's not a, that old either. I want not. an older comic. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Do you want to
0: cheat 12? a
2: little bit and just give
1: him yeah, optic nerve? you want to cheat a little
0: bit? What are they? Outcast. What are our other choices?
1: 25. Outcast number twenty-five or optic nerve.
0: What's optic nerve?
1: Give him optic nerve.
0: Is it a DC or Marvel Are no. either of them DC or Marvel? No. Hmm.
1: You're optic nerve.
0: Optic control. nerve. Here we go. This looks kind of cool, actually. All right. So, <laughs> uh,
1: all right. So, Noel went into the book, the back issue bin, and he picked out from the O section Optic nerve number 12.
0: When is this from?
1: No, no clue. No. By Adrian Tomine. You
0: killed a bug with the back of the bag, though. Oh, my.
1: I did it. He's been bothering me this whole show. Um, so, yeah. So, next time, you will, you will fill out the back-issue book report. Indeed. And, re- and, and we will do it next
2: yeah, week. Yeah, this, this was a solid, heavy week of books. Like yeah. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Thor ending. Oh, yeah, Thor. And, Ugh,
0: which I read so despite cool. having not read any of the rest of it, and I thought it was cool.
1: But you didn't read Absolute Carnage number two despite not having read one issue. That's
2: yes. Right. Okay, cool. <laughs> so <let's double> check. <laughs> I mean, it's a threshold. One issue, screw you. Yeah. This also seems. I can try. Right. I'll, I'll give it sample this. I'll, give I'll a sample a this.
0: This was like a wrap up thing uh-huh. so or that seemed like it was leading into a uh, another yeah, set can... of things, so it felt like an issue that you could just read I it, hear your bullshit. Kind of on its own. So All right, how about it's a good a thing lot of this
2: Everyone else's final issue yeah. is your issue zero, yeah. is what exactly. you're saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's my job. Right.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Spoiler Alert. I've been your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week was Noel. Where can they find you?
2: Uh, on the social medias, um, mm. wherever where Noel hey. uh, Yeah, it's mis- at Mr. Bartocci, B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I, and it's M-R, Mr. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Brianliebdesign dot B r i n l i e b, as in boy. Uh-huh. Design dot com,
1: as in design.
0: Design is in design yeah. dot com.
1: Uh, so, uh, if you want to help out the show, you can rate and review us wherever you get your iTunes, your your podcast. You can um, share it with your friends, tell them to to listen and write in. Mm-hmm. You can also help us out with, if you want to throw us a couple bucks by going to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo or Coffee. Slash Johnny Destructo K O Dash F I dot com slash Johnny
0: Destructo. or if you see me on the street, just throw money, and just give money to me. Yeah, you know if it's a if it's a bill though, just hand it to me because yeah. if you throw it, it doesn't work that way. Well. Yeah, it's true. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah, wind yeah. will just take it away. Exactly. Then the wind will get it.
1: Yeah, and nobody wants. <laughs> but that. I want that money. Yeah. Fuck the wind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you
1: so much, and we will talk at you later.
0: Bye. So long. Thanks so
2: much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And gutter talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA.
1: Yeah. <laughs>